Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. I hope you all are ready for the fifth race here of the playoffs because NASCAR makes the return to Talladega Super Speedway, the last Super Speedway race here on the schedule for the 2022 season. We have had five crazy races at all these racetracks. I'm including Atlanta Motor Speedway since they run the same type of package. And I really don't expect this fall Talladega race to be any different. In fact, I think it's going to be more chaotic as we are halfway through the playoffs here in the 2022 season. The round of 12 for the Cup Series as well as the Xfinity Series. And you also got the round of 8 in the Truck Series. So this is a huge race weekend for a lot of these drivers and teams. Most of them, the big thing is they're going to try to avoid the big one because we all know the big one's going to happen in each one of these races. And the second one is how are they going to wind up in victory lane at one of the most iconic racetracks on the NASCAR racing schedule. We're going to talk about our top fantasy picks here for this weekend because let me tell you, you want to be really smart here with your fancy picks this weekend because this could be the difference of you scoring 50 points this weekend to having a stellar 200 plus point weekend just based on who can stay out of trouble. We're also going to talk about this week's news. There's some big news that came out here this week. But before we get into all of that, let me first uh, talk about something that I mentioned in the last episode that I feel like I need to restate. And kind of make some corrections in what I said. And it's regarding the safety with the NASCAR Cup Series cars. Now, if you guys were listening to the last episode where we talked about the Texas final results and the biggest takeaways. I was very aggressive on my statement on where we should go with safety and how we should address this situation. As I kind of pointed at a lot of people saying it was really their fault and that people are taking this way too seriously. That was a really, really bad take on my end. And it was the wrong choice of words while talking about this safety issue because I need to really take a step back and understand why fans are so upset about these safety situations. And that is because we've lost one of the best NASCAR drivers of all time due to lack of safety, Dale Earnhardt. And I really felt like the way I was addressing it was almost just like, hey, you guys wanted to see that happen. You guys wanted to bring that back. And that was totally, totally the wrong way to take it. And I really do apologize about that. I think what really got me upset, and actually this is what got me upset, is the fact on how much people spewed hate on NASCAR for this situation. It seems like whenever NASCAR makes a mistake or could be affiliated with a mistake, people will get on everything, and I mean everything, and show how much they hate NASCAR. They think of it as one of the worst sports ever they think whatever's currently going on in nascar is the worst thing ever and that they don't care about anything or anyone and they're just here to raise hell and that's what drove me crazy because i saw so many people just hate on the cars and say why did we jump into these cars to begin with why do we have even nascar running anything about safety why are we trying to kill our drive it was crazy it was crazy seeing how all these bits of news going on I understand people's frustration. I really do. And I'm not trying to say you should not be frustrated. What I'm saying is people got to give NASCAR a bit of a break. 
And what I mean by that is let them know that you're upset by it, but don't just tell them that they are the worst pieces of crap ever to exist. I see it all the time and it drives me crazy. Or let them know that the route they're going is the worst possible route in in NASCAR history. The next-gen cars provided some amazing races, lots of competition, 19 different winners this year. That's insane. Is there safety problems? Yes. Does it have to do with the durability going on with the front and back ends of the cars? Yes, it absolutely does. And that was something NASCAR was trying to work on because they wanted a car that was more durable. The Gen 6 car would fall apart and people were outraged by it. Well, they went a little too far with the durability and now safety is a concern. It needs to be fixed. And NASCAR is clearly looking at it to make it more safer. And they're going to look more at the rear ends on how they can give in and probably a little bit of the front ends as well. I, I just want to say that people should not just hate on this sport so much when any mistake happens. So for anyone that I did offend when I basically said that people are getting too sensitive about safety, I do apologize. I should not have said it that way because that's honestly almost a spit to the face of Dale Earnhardt and all his fans for what happened about 21 years ago. I do apologize for that. I just want to say that I just tired of seeing so much hate whenever a slight mistake happens. So wanted to address that, but let's move on to the most important stuff that's going on here this weekend. Some of the biggest news that was dropped here in the NASCAR racing world. We will be looking at both the Cup and Xfinity Series because there's a bit of news from both ends. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Let's look at this week's news here in the NASCAR racing world. We will first start off with the situation that happened at Texas. So we were talking about some of the ups and downs. And one of the biggest things that was talked about was the situation with William Byron and Denny Hamlin. There was also a situation that happened with Ty Gibbs as well as Petty GMS Racing involving Pit Road that I don't know if I really talked about, but I should have addressed it as well. Well, it looks like NASCAR came back with it, and they are going to penalize both the 24 team as well as the 23 team of William Byron and Ty Gibbs 25 driver points and 25 owner points minus the driver points for Ty Gibbs since he is not running for points here in the Cup Series. There was also a $50,000 fine for William Byron and a $75,000 fine for Ty Gibbs. I don't know about you guys. Should a penalty happen for both these drivers? Yes. It should have happened at Texas. It should have happened right away. I'm a huge William Byron fan. I love William Byron. But taking someone out on caution is a big no-no, and it probably should have been minimum a one-lap penalty. But for NASCAR to say, oh, we didn't see nothing, we, we didn't see nothing at all, and then come back two days later and say, yep, 25-point penalty, that that just looks really bad. And then NASCAR should have done way better with that. And there's an appeal process going on with the 24 camp on this situation, and I think they actually got a lot to fight with because... They basically admitted that they didn't see anything during that incident, so they can run off of that. But the Ty Gibbs incident with him hitting people on pit road, again, that should have been addressed while the race was going on. The fact that they didn't even look at it or talk about it at all until two days after as well, I feel like NASCAR has to make the decision right then and there. If they don't, then they just got to move on from it. Unless it's an incident that happened after a race and they want to look more into it, 
that's something uh, completely fine by me. But during that time when a situation like that happens, they need to make a call right then and there. So that's my two cents on that. But William Byron, who was sitting way above the cut line, I think it was 17 points above, now sits eight points below going into the Talladega race as well as the Charlotte Roval. And we all know his luck when it comes to Talladega. He's usually someone who gets caught up in an incident. So definitely a big blow to the 24 team as well as the fans of Ty Gibbs. Also, a bit of news regarding Kurt Busch. We all know Kurt Busch is suffering from concussion protocols since July 23rd when he had his qualifying incident at Pocono Raceway. He still says he hopes to return here in the 2022 season. He's not calling the whole season off yet. He says it's been an absolute challenge, but he is doing everything he can to make sure that he is able to race again here in the number 23 machine by the end of the 2022 season. So hopefully we can see Kurt Busch here in the near future. Jimmy Johnson makes a big announcement here this weekend. You, we all know Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion in the Cup Series, moved on over to IndyCars. He got a couple top tens, but that was really about it. And it sounds like he is done racing full-time. But that doesn't mean he's done racing here in the Cup Series as well as the IndyCar Series. Because it sounds like Jimmy Johnson is interested in doing the double and he could potentially drive for Trackhouse Racing with their Project 91 program. I love this 91 program so much. And if this happens, how incredible would that be? It would be the first time someone does the double since 2014. There's already rumors going on with Kyle Busch joining McLaren. And then, of course, he's going to be with Richard Childress Racing for the Coca-Cola 600 in the 2023 season. Now we can see Jimmy Johnson doing the double, probably with Chip Ganassi Racing, and then jump on over here with Trackhouse Racing, which Trackhouse Racing is a great program. We've seen how well they could run. And with Project 91, when they had Kimi Raikkonen running at the Watkins Glen race, he did pretty decent. It's a shame he got caught up in an accident, but he was still running pretty good. Sponsorship already taken care of. Looks like Carvana would be the sponsor for both races. And he is very interested in doing this, and he wants to do this as early as 2023. So keep an eye out for future news. Jimmy Johnson could be doing the double, both the Indy 500 as well as the Coca-Cola 600, next year with... Project 91. Staying on the topic with IndyCar drivers, we all know Connor Daly. He is a talented IndyCar driver. Well, it looks like he's going to be making his cup debut this year as he will be running the number 50 car for the money racing team for at the Charlotte Roval. How about that? I thought the money racing team was done. It didn't seem like they were going to be running any more races here this year. And lo and behold, they returned with Connor Daly. They already got sponsorship lined up. It looks like BitNile.com is going to be the sponsor. But let's see what Connor Daly can do with the 50 car. This will be absolutely fun to see. It's so great seeing these IndyCar drivers as well as these Cup Series drivers blending in with each other's series once again like we saw in 2007 and 2008 and showing Fairly decent results. They're not really as separated as they were before. So really exciting news here. Let's see what Connor Daly can do as he will be racing with the Money Racing Team at the Charlotte Roval. Some updates regarding Cody Ware's situation after Texas accident. We all saw the scary incident where he basically fell down twice exiting his car, took some brutal hits, including the pit wall. Thank goodness no uh, pit reporters, fans, or pit crew members were injured during that incident. 
But Cody Ware, he was stuck in the infield care center for quite a long time before we got any updates. It sounds like he is, was feeling good. We were still questioning on if he was going to be able to run at Talladega. Well, he just made the update. He plans to run here this weekend in the number 51 cup car. And it sounds like he got no broken bones, nothing like that. Looks like some slightly torn ligaments and a bruised ankle. So thank goodness for Cody Ware. I'm so happy to hear that he is all right. As a lot of longtime listeners know, uh, Cody Ware and I have had some minor beef with each other, and I really never wanted there to be beef. And to see him be able to keep racing after a scary incident like that, I'm really grateful to see that. So for all you Cody Wares and Rick Ware Racing fans, don't worry about Cody Ware because he will be racing at Talladega. One driver who will not be racing at Talladega, and this is actually some huge news, which really sparked up a lot of debate regarding safety, was Alex Bowman. Yep, Alex Bowman is going to miss the Talladega race because of a concussion. Noah Gregson will be subbing in for the number 48 car, but this absolutely sucks. This is a heartbreaker. We have now seen two drivers suffer concussions, one with Kurt Busch, who unfortunately has missed all these races. We just talked about him. If he doesn't miss any of these races, he's running for a championship right now. He really is. And now we have Alex Bowman, who's going to get eliminated here in the round of 12 because of concussion. If you look back at the accident, it doesn't look like a bad accident at all. But you can see in the in-car camera, you can see his head shoot back. And he says that was the hardest hit he has ever experienced. So definitely, again, this calls up the safety situation, and it really irated people. Uh, like I said, I totally understand that. I totally understand the scariness of that, especially with Rex looking as innocent as that. I'm hoping for a quick recovery from Alex Bowman because the last thing you want to see is a driver lose his championship hopes because of an injury. So Alex Bowman will not be in the number 48 car this weekend. It will be Noah Gregson, and the driver for the number 62 car for Beard Motorsports will be Justin Allgaier. So all those positions are filled up. Noah Gregson moving from Beard Motorsports to the 48 car and Justin Allgaier making another return here to the Cup Series for a one-time off here in the number 62 machine. Now let's close off this week's racing news here with the next Fandy Series team and driver. I'm going to be talking about Brandon Brown as well as Brandon Bill Motorsports. So almost to the day, it has been a year since Brandon Brown got his first victory in the X-Fandy Series. Then we all know what happened afterwards. There was a three-word chant that was misheard by the NBC reporter of Kelly Stavos. And then all hell just erupted. And to this day, we still see flags and banners with that three-word chant. Now, Brandon Brown has suffered from sponsorships ever since this incident. It has been really tough for him. Well, he just made the announcement. It's one of the saddest announcements that if he's going to be racing in the Xfinity Series next year, it will not be for Brandon Built Motorsports due to the lack of sponsorships. I mean, what a damn shame for Brandon Brown to have this incident happen to him. It was not his fault. He didn't do anything controversial. It was NBC's fault and the reporter's fault for mishearing that. And the Talladega fans. You can't really um, excuse the Talladega fans for saying that when they're on national TV and they say something like that. Yeah, people are going to recognize it. But unfortunately, NBC was just like, well, let's really focus on it. Just really bad. And Brandon Brown was really the only person who got punished for it. And since he doesn't have any sponsorships, he's had to sacrifice his car for most of the races here in the second half of the x Series. And if he can't find sponsorship, 
He's not running the 68 car next year. So I'm hoping Brandon Brown could find a ride here in the 2023 season. The biggest thing that I'd wish would happen is he find a sponsorship and he could stay in his dad's equipment because that, that duo obviously are running really well together. I mean, they've known each other for all of Brandon Brown's life. <laughs> but to see this situation happening, it's a real heartbreak. So keep an eye on the racing news. We'll see if Brandon Brown can get a full-time opportunity here in the X-Fandy series for 2023. And we'll see who's going to be the driver for the number 68 machine that will conclude this week's news definitely some big news 100 percent you've seen some indycar drivers now going to be making the jump over here we're going to see both marco andretti as well as connor daly running at the charlotte roval that's going to be very cool i i cannot lie about that and we could be seeing jimmy johnson return to the cup series one last time for the 2023 coca-cola 600 awesome but it does really suck about the other incidents going on, more specifically Alex Bowman's concussion, Brandon Brown being potentially out of a ride for 2023, and then also the situation where Kurt Busch is hoping to come back for 2022, but as of right now, it looks like he could miss the rest of the season. Let's hope that that does not happen, and we see Kurt Busch sooner rather than later. Now it's time to move on to the biggest thing that we always tune in here for every Friday and Saturday, and that is to talk about our biggest fantasy picks here for this weekend which drivers will take us to the top of the league which drivers do we want to stay away from and hit the brakes it's going to be an interesting one here this week and i'm going to do my best to show you guys the top 15 fantasy picks that you want to put on your fantasy team here this weekend so without further ado let's dive into it this is our top fantasy picks for the yellowwood 500 at talladega super speedway Alrighty guys, so you already know how it is. We usually pick between three to five drivers that we feel very comfortable with collecting the victory here this weekend. Uh, lately, that has not been the case, but they've still been scoring a lot of good fantasy points. Mostly two out of three of them do. So we will start with those drivers. Then we'll move on to the rest of the top ten. This could usually be five to seven drivers that we feel really good that we want to put through our second through fifth fantasy spots and could be the biggest difference on your team finishing up top or near the back. And then we'll include five drivers that you might want to take a chance on here this weekend. This truly separates on who's going to get a really good finish in their fantasy league and who's going to just come up just short of winning the week. As we have seen a lot of drivers here from this area score some impressive finishes that helped a lot of leagues substitute them for other drivers that they wanted to rest for the weekend. So let's first dive into it. Let's see who's going to be the top driver that we want to go with here this weekend. Looking at my numbers, looking at all the fancy points that we have seen at Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta. One driver that looks really good on getting a victory here this weekend as well as scoring a lot of fancy points is going to be the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is still in search of his first win of the 2022 season. Absolutely crazy to say that, and he's been a top performer. He really has been, having some great finishes, been very close to some victories, but the tracks that he's been the closest has been the super speedways. He has had multiple victories here at Talladega, both in the fall race as well as the spring race. And oh, by the way, these finishes have always been really close for Ryan Blaney at Talladega. For some reason, I said Brainy. Brainy to go with Blaney. How about that? That's what we're going to say here. Uh, great finishes. Tends to score a lot of fantasy points when it comes to super speedways. In the last eight Daytona races, he has scored 221 fantasy points. Talladega, he sits at the top after the last eight races, scoring 258 points. Three top tens. And that sounds really low, but believe me, that's actually really high when it comes to Talladega. He is definitely a top pick here for this weekend and one I feel very comfortable at putting 
at number one. You can also include here in the number one position for your fantasy roster, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, kind of in some controversy right now. How is that going to affect him here in this race? I don't think it's going to affect him hardly at all. When it comes to Talladega, he is usually the best at finishing in the top 10. In the last eight races here at Talladega, he has finished in the top five half of those times. He has the best average finish, scoring 215 fantasy points here in the last eight races, which is honestly still really, really good when you include incidents where he's been caught up in wrecks. Daytona, we know how many victories he's gotten there. At the Atlanta race, eh, wasn't really his best showing there, but you can kind of excuse this one. It's kind of a wild card one compared to Daytona and Talladega because Denny Hamlin has always ran good at these tracks. One of the best uh, super speedway racers. Definitely put him on your fantasy roster. He does have an opportunity to win this race. And then for the last spot, we've done a Ford. We've done a Toyota. So let's include a Chevy as well. The number nine of Chase Elliott should be a top fantasy pick here for fantasy rosters. Chase Elliott, always a front runner here in these races. Led quite a few laps in multiple Talladega races where he got a victory in 2019 in the spring race after leading 45 laps. In 2020, he almost won that race. Unfortunately for him, just a crazy finish there. He still led 41 laps and finished inside the top five. And then this most recent one at Talladega, his average running position was eighth and he was able to finish 7th. When you're looking at fantasy points when it comes to Talladega, 4 top 10s in the last 8 races, 231 points, almost similar to Ryan Blaney as well as another driver. He typically is a front runner that you can trust on here in these races, and out of all his Henrik partners, he's usually the one who stays out of trouble the most. Chase Elliott has been a little bit off. He needs a good finish here this weekend, and more than likely, Henrik Motorsports is going to have some fast cars running near the front, and Chase Elliott will be one of them. So those are the top fancy picks here this weekend we have the number 12 of ryan blaney the number 11 of denny hamlin and the number nine of chase elliott Alrighty, now let's move on to the rest of the top 10 here in our fancy picks. Finding the first three are usually pretty easy. You know they're going to be having a really good run unless something crazy happens. And they typically fit in our number one and number two spots on our fancy roster. The rest of these ones will fill up most of the spots except maybe one or two. And these drivers will be the difference from you finishing the top half to finishing in the bottom half. Let's first start off with a driver who's mostly the most consistent when it comes here to Talladega. Let's talk about the number four of Kevin. Kevin Harvick. You're not going to see Kevin Harvick probably running for the victory here in this race as it seems like super speedways are not really his strongest point. However, you can expect a solid top 10 from him as he is one driver who scored the most top 10s in the last eight races being 50% of the time. He has a couple of rough finishes here and there, but usually when it comes to the fall race is when he can put on a pretty decent finish. The most recent race at Talladega, he finished 10th, average running position 11th. Could be some good fantasy points right there. He could be finishing around 8th or 7th, give you about 5 points as far as stages go. And then finishing the top 10, you're around 33 points. I would say he's a good number 4, number 5 pick here for this weekend. Another driver you should really consider is going to be the number 6 of Brad Keselowski. Yep, Brad Keselowski has now made it into the top 10. And not only that, I, I see him as a really good person to go with in this race and could potentially beat Ryan Blaney out by being the 20th different winner here 
of the 2022 season. Look, his finishes when he was here in the number two machine for Penske Racing, absolutely stellar. He finished the 2021 season with a second place finish and a first place finish here at Talladega. And the last eight races here at this racetrack has scored 240 points in total, which means on average, he usually scores about 30 points. That's including times he's been caught up in incidents. That's how good he runs at this racetrack. So Brad Keselowski is definitely a good person to go for. And it could be one of the last races you use him for the year. You might use him for a couple other ones. But this is probably the best race that you can use Brad Keselowski. Save some other drivers for the next few races and throw the number six instead. I would say he would be a great number three, number four pick here for this weekend. Another driver who fits here in the pretty good category that should have a good weekend will be the number one of Ross Chastain. And I think this one's pretty obvious. He won the most recent race here at Talladega at both the Atlanta races. He finished second in both of them, scoring 81 fantasy points. Very impressive right there. I don't know how he did at Daytona. I don't think it was a good finish for him, but he was involved with multiple accidents, it sounded like. So expect him to be like Recky Spinhouse and maybe cause a big one. But if he stays out of trouble for the most part, if he's causing the trouble but staying out of it, you could potentially see a solid day for that number one team and could easily put him in a great situation going on to the Charlotte Roval and move their way into the round of eight. I expect a lot of fancy points from him and I expect him to be running for the victory near the end of the race. Ross Chastain, another good driver to look at for your fancy roster. Now let's include a driver who I've always said is a riskier driver, but I think now I got to accept that he will give you fancy points regardless, and that's the number 22 of Joey Logano. Now Joey Logano, it's always a mystery if he's going to be able to finish the race. That that just seems to happen for him. Yes, he's always right there, but all of a sudden he gets caught up in an incident and he finishes near the back. But man, those first two stages, he is kicking ass. And now it's starting to show up as far as averages go because he is right up there in the mix with everybody else. Even though he has less top 10s than a few of them, he still has scored on average about 28 fantasy points per race. Now, for a lot of people, that would sound like it's very, very low. But let's be honest here. If, if you are able to get all five drivers score 28 or more points, then you survive Talladega. And that's what, the way you got to look at Joey Logano. He's, you got to look at him as, hey, he is risky, but man, at least I can expect 25 points from him just because of the simple fact that he can get a lot of stage points. Of course, there could be a time where you can get caught up before the stages, so you are taking a risk right there. But everyone's basically taking a risk here at Talladega, and Joey Logano is probably one of the better risks to go for. And of course, when talking about super speedway races, you can never count out Bubba Wallace in the number 45 machine. Basically becoming one of the best super speedway racers in the Cup Series currently. I think he's still behind people like Denny Hamlin. But he still has some really good results. I mean, yes, everyone says, oh, it was a rain-shortened event he won last year. But still, he put himself in a position to get that victory. Very close to winning the Daytona 500. Very close to winning multiple other super speedway races this year. He might not have as many top 10s or fancy points scored in a race compared to Daytona. But it's still a really good racetrack for him and you're putting him along with the mix I would almost consider him someone similar to Ross Chastain if he's there close to the finish then he is going to be running for the victory regardless so again another 
good person to go with here this weekend. Another driver who tends to be here really consistent when it comes to super speedways is the number 17 of Chris Busher. Yep, you're going to be getting both of the RFK racing cars, the number 6 and number 17 here in the top 10, and there's plenty of good reasons. One, Obviously, they won both the duels earlier this year, so they have shown that they are really good at super speedways. Two, you're seeing a lot of improvements here with this team. They went from a team hardly getting top 15 finishes to now getting both their cars finishing in the top 10. Very impressive on that. And also, you got Brad Keselowski as a partner here at Talladega, who's probably one of the best Talladega racers and has some of the most victories of any of the current drivers here in the Cup Series. So, I think it's really a good blend to have both the number 6 and number 17 car. They both should be sticking together near the front. And then for the final spot here in the pretty good category, we got the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Definitely going to be another driver who's going to be a safe pick to go with and actually is a good substitute for a lot of the other playoff drivers who you're probably not going to use here at this racetrack. Michael McDowell has shown that he is very consistent when it comes to these races and also he's not going to be someone that you're going to use too much here in the next few races. Maybe Homestead, maybe the Charlotte Roval, but other than that, Michael McDowell has max three spots or two spots left, and that's a great time to substitute some other drivers who could be scoring the same amount of points but could do a lot better at other racetracks. So Michael McDowell, there's a good reason why he's here in the top 10, and it's because here at Talladega, he mostly gets top 10s. So let's go through all the drivers that we mentioned here in the pretty good category. That takes us up to 10. It will be the number 4 of Kevin Harvick, the number 6 of Brad Keselowski, the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 1 of Ross Chastain, the number 45 of Bubba Wallace, the number 17 of Chris Buescher, and finally the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Alright, so we have most of your fantasy roster already filled up right now. We just got one or two spots left here to fill in. And they're going to be drivers that you might want to take a gamble on here this weekend. I'm going to first include some drivers who just barely missed the top 10 but should be treated as a top 10 driver. It's just so hard to pick some of these guys because they're all just right there as far as finishes go. Just the unpredictability here at Talladega gets so many drivers an opportunity to be here in the top 10. One being the number three of Austin Dillon. Hey, Austin Dillon was able to get a victory at Daytona. Granted, every single car was destroyed, except for, no, even his was destroyed. But you know what? He was there when it mattered most, and he was able to get that victory. So he is definitely one you should consider, especially after some impressive finishes he has had here at Talladega. Last four races, 2nd, 11th, 8th, and 12th. Nothing spectacular. At the same time, not too bad either. So he sits here in the take a chance category. Next person we have is Eric Jones. Eric Jones, phenomenal race at Talladega earlier this year where he was able to lead 25 laps and had an average running position of 6. And in the last few races here during the fall, ninth place and second place. Should honestly be in the top 10. It's just so close. Maybe I would put him in instead of Michael McDowell. But he's still a worthy driver on your fantasy rosters. Could potentially expect him to be in victory lane once again how awesome would that be but yes um, the number 43 of Eric Jones definitely a good pick to go with now let's look at some wild card drivers who are more of riskier ones let's first start off with the number 24 of William Byron William Byron has had some great super speedway cars and he usually runs really good at these races the only problem is whether or not he's going to be there at the end because it, at this point it honestly feels like it's not a true a super Speedway race unless the 24 car, the 48 car, and the 22 car get caught up in an accident. 
That, that That's honestly how it feels like. However, if William Byron is able to get away with all these incidents, then he can do something similar to what he did at Atlanta, and that was take the victory. So potentially a driver who could be a great payout for you, but at the same time could be a driver that can let you drown due to how many accidents he gets involved in. And then we got the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., who's kind of in a weird position per se when you look at uh, drivers at super speedways because before the 2022 season, his finishes were atrocious. You didn't want to trust him at all. I mean, 12th place finish, 31st, 23rd, 23rd, 26th, 20th, 23rd, 26th, 23rd. Those are his last few finishes at Talladega in the last five years. Just bad finishes. And then this year, he's looked like he's one of the best super speedway racers. Been very odd. A fifth place finish here at Talladega. Led many laps in the Daytona 500. And I do believe he did the same in the Coke Zero 400. I mean, looking at a long standpoint, yes, he hasn't had great finishes. But the next gen car this year, he's been doing pretty good. Definitely someone to take a gamble on. And the final one that we're going to take a gamble on here this weekend is going to be the number 31 of Justin Haley. Yep, Colic Racing comes back into the talk of potentially getting a super speedway win. And Justin Haley, after an impressive finish last race at Texas, definitely includes an opportunity to be on your fantasy team. He's going to be probably in a position in the garage area, and you're also going to be looking at your other drivers as them being more consistent drivers that you feel very comfortable finishing up front. However, if he keeps making steps in the right direction for this team and they can do anything similar to what they did in the Xfinity series in Justin Haley, then put him in. There's a chance that he could be running for the victory and could snag the victory against drivers who haven't gotten a win yet, like Ryan Blaney, like Martin Trex Jr., like Brad Keselowski. He's going to be right there in that mix, running for that victory if he stays out of trouble. He is one of the most talented super speedway drivers right now in the Cup Series and definitely worth taking a gamble on here this weekend. So those are the five drivers that you want to take a gamble on this weekend that could be great for your final spot on your fantasy team. We got the number three of Austin Dillon. We also got the number 43 of Eric Jones, the number 24 of William Byron, the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., and of course, the number 31 of Justin Haley. Alrighty, so those were the 15 drivers that we feel like will be really good options for your fantasy roster here this weekend. Now let's look at the other 22 drivers who unfortunately were not able to make the cut. I think I'm going to go through a few of these rather quickly just due to the fact that most of the time they just caught, get caught up in an incident. And we'll just move on from that. Let's first start off with the first one who just missed the cut, the number two of Austin Sindrick. Look, great Daytona 500, but the last other few speedways, not really a front runner and someone that I feel like could get caught up in an incident here this weekend. Don't want to include him hitting the brakes. The number five of Kyle Larson. Yes, he got that top five finish. It was absolutely great during the spring race. But other than that, no other top fives. Still don't feel comfortable with him. The number seven of Corey LaJoy. He could definitely be a wild card as well. But he's one of those drivers that sometimes has to rely on more accidents. And if you have to rely on that for this driver to be a good fantasy value, then you might want to move on. The number eight of Tyler Reddick. Last two finishes here, 39th. Typically gets caught up in an accident, and what we've been seeing lately, this is just a little bit of superstition, but anytime a non-playoff driver wins a race, the very next race, they get caught up in an incident. So we're going to say that and say Tyler Reddick, 
we're going to hit the brakes on him. The number 10 of Eric Amarola. Not too many top 10s here recently. He has a few top 5s in the 2019-2018 season. Is this recently when it comes to super speedway races? He's been near the middle, and I don't want to trust the driver in the middle because that's usually where the accidents happen. The number 15 machine of J.J. Yaley. Yep, I already know what you're thinking. David Reagan's not in the car? Nope, it is J.J. Yaley here this weekend, and he finishes 25th or worse. I don't really say, need to say much. We'll move on from that. The number 16 of Daniel Hemrick. If you're going to trust a college racing car, you're going to trust the number 31 machine and not the number 16. The number 18 of Kyle Busch, not reliable at all. He's probably going to get caught up in three accidents, and he was only on the racetrack for two of them. That's how unlucky he has been. The number 20 of Christopher Bell, yes, a top five finish in the 2021 fall race. Other than that, mostly gets caught up in incidents, and he has a really fast car right now. I would trust him at all of the round of eight tracks, but as of right now, let's sit him out. The number 14 of Chase Briscoe, I forgot about him. I'm so sorry, Chase Briscoe. We're going to put you a little bit out of the uh, numerical order, but Chase Briscoe, mostly finishes have been outside the top 10. He usually relies on having to stay out of trouble too, so that's why I did not include him here this weekend. Harrison Burton in the number 21 machine uh, mostly gets caught up in accidents as well. He, he, he's, he's still a rookie, still getting involved in a lot of those, so sit him out. The number 23 of Ty Gibbs, he's just trying not to piss off NASCAR or any other drivers out on the racetrack again. That's his main motive, so yeah, we're not trusting that. The number 38 of Todd Gillen comes up, and yeah, he's been making some improvements, definitely, and Front Row Motorsports always looks strong at this racetrack, but again, a rookie, don't really trust him when it comes to super speedway races, uh, except maybe Austin Sindrick, that's about it. The number 41 of Cole Custer comes up next, and he's only gotten one top 10 here in Talladega in his five runs here. Don't really feel too confident about that, because most of the time he's getting caught up in an accident. We'll move on. The number 42 of Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon has had some some good finishes here in the past the only bad finish i truly see here is actually his most recent run here at talladega uh, but at the same time he also does rely on a lot of accidents he typically stays out of them but again i don't know if you want to rely on that too much it could be one of those races where only a small accident happens that only takes out a couple cars then at that point he's only going to be finishing at best like 22nd don't really trust that too much. Number 47, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He's mostly in the wrecks. Yes, he's had some front finishes and stages, but Joey Logano sometimes finishes the race, while Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he, he's typically in the garage area by halfway point. Then we got the number 48 of Noah Gregson. Substitute drivers, I've said in the past, don't really trust them too much. We'll move on. We got the number 51 of Cody Ware. Great that he's here in this race. Really excited about that. Only issue is he is also one of those cars that truly relies on staying out of accidents to finish near the front. So keep him out. The number 62 of Justin Allgaier. They're kind of in a similar situation as the number 48 team. Don't like substitute drivers. Yes, they sometimes have some good finishes where they can get top 10s here or there. But at the same time, they're also another team that just relies on staying out of accidents. Then we got the number 77 machine. This is being run by Landon Castle here this weekend. Best finish 14th in the last five years. We'll move on. The number 78 of BJ McLeod. His best finish in the last couple of years has been 25th. And don't really want to rely on that. And then we got lastly the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Who at this track has not finished in the top 10 since 2018 when he was driving for the number 41 machine. 
All his other finishes, mostly 23rd or worse. Hits best that you say, uh, sit out the number 99 here. And for all these drivers, starting with Austin Cindric all the way to Daniel Suarez, we're hitting the brakes on here this weekend. <laughs> And that's, ladies and gentlemen, was all 37 drivers and teams here on the entry list for Talladega Super Speedway. That will conclude our final fantasy picks here for this weekend, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Should be an absolutely crazy race at the very least that's what you can expect here at talladega so i expect chaos and i also expect a lot of fun here this weekend so make sure to tune into that the race will be running here on the nbc network not usa and the race will be starting at 2 p.m eastern on sunday if you want to follow me on any social media you can do so at youtube at vanilla wafers i'm going to be trying to upload a video on sunday it's going to be related to brandon brown so can't wait to share that with you guys but again that's at vanilla wafers on youtube or tiktok which is at vanilla wafers 44 Try to do daily TikToks there, and they're all NASCAR related. Or if you want to talk to me during the race, you can do so on Twitter at TylerV33. You can also look me up at Vanilla Wafers or Field Filler Podcast. I pop up either way. But the most important thing, guys, is thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. 